This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome into the weekend. It's time to talk sports gambling. And alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We do it each and every Friday night for you from 7 to 8. Here on ESPN 1000, the podcast will be up on the ESPN Chicago app as soon as we're done an hour from now. We are the Odds Couple, presented as always by PropSwap. we got sports coming back this weekend, Mike. We've got uh, Major League Baseball halfway home through the 60-game season. You've talked a lot about your Cubs and Sox totals, and I'm thinking both of them are going to end up going over on the 2020 season, Mikey. Well, which would make one of them good for me and one of them bad right. for me, Karn. But I'll be honest. I thought two weeks ago the Cubs were going to get 40 wins, okay? And I thought two weeks ago maybe the Sox weren't going to get 25 wins. All I got to say, it's a shortened season. I'll give them credit where credit's due. Uh, if you get over what I thought you were going to get, and I bet the under with the White Sox, bet the over with the Cubs, uh, good for you. The Cubs have lost uh, eight of their last 11. The White Sox, I, I mean, when you got the under and, and, you, and, and your favorite team is winning, oh. it's sort of like a conflict. Oh. Uh, one minute I'm saying, will they ever stop playing Pittsburgh? <laughs> will they ever stop playing Detroit? Detroit. And the next minute I'm saying, Thank God they're playing Pittsburgh and Detroit and beating the teams <laughs> that they're supposed to beat. So I'm conflicted. The Cubs, you know what? That's going to be more of a grind. I think they're going to get it done. And don't forget, folks, there's more teams that make the playoffs this year. There's yeah. wild cards and everything else. So I'm feeling good. What I'm also feeling good about, ladies and gentlemen, not only because I woke up this morning and I'm having a good hair day, but also because... I mean, last week we were five and two. Yeah. I mean, that's damage. That's damn. That doesn't happen on a lot of shows. You know, it does not happen. And then on top of that, Yurko, as I said this morning, uh, with the fantastic duo of uh, Carmen and Yurko, uh, had Sato last week and gave everybody a sixteen to one. So that just sweetens the pot, Carm. Put him in. It's six and two. <laughs> the odds wow. couple went six and two, and Yurko giving out that pick of. Takuma Sato uh, to win his I thought the second. guy was a shortstop for Arizona. I didn't know he was a driver. I'd never heard of him either. I'd he never had, heard of him. He, I thought he was a singer from overseas. This is how little I pay attention to open I thought racing. he was. I thought he was the actor in Die Hard right, that like, played Mr. Uh, Takagi. He, I don't know what's going on. He won the Indy 500 like two years ago, and I didn't know who he was until Yurko gave him out, and then wouldn't you know it, all weekend, you know, here we are last oh. Friday night. I say it as we say goodbye last Friday. I say, hey, by the way, everybody, I know it's weird. It's normally Memorial Day weekend, but here we are. It's August, and it's time for the Indy 500. And Yurko has a pick uh, yeah. to Kumo Sato at 16-1. to All weekend, I keep uh, that night, Saturday morning, I keep thinking, hey, don't forget to put the Indy of bet course. in. And then I just sort of spaced on it. Like Saturday, right. Saturday goes along. Sunday morning, I'm playing golf. I'm not thinking one second so about I. the Indy 500. Unbelievable, Mike. Well, I'll tell you what happened to me is I got involved in handicapping golf Sunday. Now, Friday, I had a real good day. Saturday, and I'm talking a real good day with the odds couple and everything else. Saturday, uh, I got destroyed 
uh, in golf. And then Sunday I came back a little bit, but it's just so addicting. There's nothing more. I mean, I'm watching golf during the day every day because the other teams and the other leagues, I mean, I had Houston. I had them pegged the other night against Oklahoma City, and they said we're not going to play. And I yelled, no, this is yours. You're going to get it. You're and then win they, the game. <laughs> we're going to win the game. Please, dear Lord, I'm on a knee. I finally went on a knee. I go, please, don't do it. And then they did it. So, you know, we'll just play it by ear, see what happens, and play the games and stuff that's there. How about that uh, performance, by the way, speaking of the golf? And Mike does love it. He he talks about it every week. How about the performance of Dustin Johnson last week? My God. I mean, 30 under par. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Then uh, uh, yesterday, I took him twice. I took him against Rom, and I took him against uh, Justin Thomas. They both crapped the bed. And and the reason I took him, I said, you know, I think I'm going to take DJ. And then I heard my buddy, who's a Cup fan, go, be careful. There might be a hangover from last week. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, I go, no, that only applies to the Cubs because the Yankees never had a hangover or anything else, and DJ won't have one. He struggled, but he came back and birdied the last hole, which won uh, uh, against Thomas, and Ron was just horrible. He was a plus five. That course, uh, I'm happy for oh. Olympia Field showing its teeth because it got a bad rap, fifth, what was that, 17 years ago already. Yes. Back in 03, I was out covering – Every uh, every event that week, all four rounds for the radio station way back then, and I've been fortunate enough to play that course twice, and it is brutally difficult. And it got a bad rap back in 2003 because the USGA and so it's, did it's, I for it's God's infinite sake. wisdom, uh, infinite wisdom, decided to cut the rough the night before and water the course. So the guys go out there that first Thursday, uh, 17 years ago, they torch it, and they're like, "This is a joke. It's too easy of a golf course." As the course got dry and windy and hard over that weekend, you saw how tough it played. Jimmy Furyk won that U.S. Open, and you see just how tough it can play when it is dry and playing fast. It was windy and dry, and when it's hard, that course is brutal. And it the first round eviscerated those guys. Oh, yeah, and I loved what we did because we finally have a course that nobody can play. I mean, really, I mean, you know, minus two, minus three, that's old school golf. I mean, yes. since they've come back from DeChambeau to anybody else, to Dustin, I mean, they've been pounding it. But here's what's scary. I saw Dustin Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, pretty soon. I know so much about the game now, and I did shoot a hundred, under 100 now. They call me Mr. Golf now. But now I shot a 98 the other day. That's and good. I, yeah, and I don't have an eraser on my pencil. But here's what I'm going to tell you. The fairways are so narrow on some of those holes that DJ had to use an iron because there's bunkers on each side that once you do get through that narrow part of the fairways, and there's some open ones too, don't get me wrong, but I saw one hole in particular yesterday. You and I, well, I, don't, I shouldn't say you. You're a pretty good golfer. Yeah. I'd be in the woods. Yes. You're in the I'd woods. I'd be in the you're, woods. You're in that thick rough. I mean, it's And it true. would be a good drive. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's exactly right. You'd say, right. hey, I hit that pretty well, and somehow you're in a bad spot off the The next tee. thing you know, there's a mother with their kids. The nest is on the ground. That's how hard it is. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We'll talk a little bit more golf, too, when we uh, come up and coming up in about t- five, six minutes when we have our buddy yep. Luke Pergandy because he Luke. loves talking about yeah all the golf. But uh, the White Sox and Cubs are set up. Well, I mean, Mike, they're both going to go to the playoffs. We we the minute we knew that the Cubs were going to, no matter what, the minute that the team that the league's expanded to eight, you know, we kind of had a better feeling about the White Sox. This is an amazing stat to me. I mean, all of Major League Baseball, all of baseball in the month of August, I don't think it would shock anybody to find out that the White Sox. Uh, offense has been the best in a few very key metrics. Yep. Uh, the White Sox offense has been the most productive in August. San Diego is pretty close. 
Uh, but this might be a little bit more surprising. All of Major League Baseball, the starting pitching staff in the month of August with the most combined wins above replacement and the second lowest combined ERA, not just in the American League, all of baseball, the Chicago White Sox, a 2.69 ERA out of the starters in the month, highlighted by Lucas Giolito's no-hitter. That's been the big difference in what has definitely helped propel them to what? I think they're 16-8 and eight in the month of August, and yeah, they're going to make the playoffs at this point. Well, you hope they make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, it's a collapse of monumental proportions. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been down that road with 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 crushing blows. Uh, everything from the 1975 Bulls uh, mm-hmm. to the Cubs in 1969 to the Dick Allen Sox in 1972 and forward. I could go back. Mm-hmm. I forget about reading books about haunted houses. No, sports in Chicago was a haunted house when it comes to getting down. 1967, the White Sox should have won the whole damn thing, and Boston ran away. Uh, ended up getting it. There were four teams within a game, so they should win it. They're running. They're doing good. Giolito. I mean, I don't know how many balls were hit hard. Not many. Uh, the last one was probably the one, and thank God, ankle was in right field. I'm yeah. not saying anything against anybody else. Maybe they're positioned differently. Maybe they don't have the makeup speed to get that ball. But that seemed like the hardest ball hit against them all night. I think you're right, and I agree with you. It's a good thing Angle was in right field. I'll say right. it for you. No doubt about it. It's a good thing he was out there. Yeah, if he, he doesn't get that, I mean, if somebody else is out there, I don't care who it is. Maybe they're positioned differently, but they still, Angle has the makeup speed and the second gear to get to that ball. So the White Sox have uh, the uh, homestand this week against the Royals. They should do pretty well because the Royals That's another, the three more Patsy games. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, the Royals have been miserable on the road, too. Just 6-12 and 12 away from Kansas City this year. That's where they struggle the most. It's not like the White Sox have been a juggernaut at home. They've actually been much better on the road. Yeah, but, but... no matter if they end up winning, let's say they get into the playoffs. And I'll, you'll hear the people go, wow, this team's going to be... You'll hear Steve Stone, this team's going to be in the playoffs for the next 10 years. No! Because next year, hopefully, they'll play 162 Back games. Back to a full season, yeah. And then we'll see what they got. But so far, man, this has been a nice little tune-up type of situation that they have in 2020, and they've come through. So far, so good. The Cubs will play four in Cincinnati this weekend. The Reds swept the doubleheader against the Uh-oh. Brewers yesterday, outscoring Milwaukee 12-2 in those two games. The good news for the Cubs is they'll miss Sonny Gray this weekend. He pitched one uh, one half of the doubleheader yesterday, but they will have to face Trevor Bauer. I think he's scheduled for the first doubleheader against you, Darvish, maybe tomorrow. So. The doubleheader seven innings the is seven. the biggest mistake baseball's made. I don't think they have much of a choice. We disagree on this because I don't well, know how they'd get it all in without playing just seven innings. Man, I'm watching overtime hockey. I go, geez, if Carmen was commissioner, he'd only play two periods. But it's a playoff game. They won't play seven-inning doubleheaders in the playoffs. Oh, you hope to God. Well, to get there, (laughs) you might have to. What happens if a team needs one game? We've talked about this. What happens if a team needs one game and they only got, and they're playing a doubleheader? And both they're they're losing both games in the seventh inning. They're screwed. And they both lose by one game. <laughs> well, what what happens if okay? There's one team that needs to win one game, but they have to play nine innings. The other team to tie them plays two games. Seven innings, but only needs to win one also to tie him. That's not fair to the team that's got to play nine innings, is it? I'd make sure that I don't find myself in a position to win. You know, I love when you go into fantasy land. (laughs) That's it. You know what I mean? You put the little wizard hat on. You got the robe and everything. Your sparklers are going up in the air. And you you create your own little situation. I got them all out now. (laughs) When we come back, Luke Pergandy from Props 
Our guy's going to join us. Jim Miller's got ponies a later. We're a week away from the Kentucky Derby. More on the return to uh, the ice. Mike and I have to talk about both bubbles, yep. Toronto and Edmonton, as the action resumes tomorrow. We still got a lot to do, including our best play. So don't go anywhere. Rolling along on a Friday night. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000 or stream it on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple on this Friday night. Hope everyone's having a uh, great Friday. We're getting set for the weekend. It's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're presented, as always, by PropSwap. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at north to north I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Remember, tomorrow morning, you'll get the Encore replay from 8 until 9 in case you ever miss it. I love the Encore replay when we win the night before. I do, too. I never listen if we lose. Never. Never. Let's get out to our Corona hotline and say hi to our buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap. Luke. Luke. He joins us each and every Friday. Luke, how you doing, buddy? Good, Carmen. Good, Mike. How are you guys? We're doing well. Uh, Hockey and basketball coming back this weekend. I actually wanted to start with hockey. I joked last week that uh, if I had uh, my bet placed in Las Vegas and I had a ticket in my hand, uh, my stars to win the Stanley Cup at 12-1, to I definitely would be posting that up on PropSwap right now. I do know someone who in Vegas months and months and months ago Mm -hmm. walked into a sports book and made a wager. Uh, so this can be posted on PropSwap. He's got the stars at like 32 to 1, I want to say, and he's got a pretty good amount of money on it with a, a substantial chance to make some coin. But, of course, everybody's wondering, thanks to PropSwap, should I get out now and hedge my bet? Are the stars taking any action, and what should he be looking for if he wants to post it, Luke? Yeah, I mean, the stars, if you would have told me that they'd be up 2-1 in the avalanche, I would have said you'd be crazy because um, the Avalanche just looked, I mean, we talked about this last week, like the Avalanche just don't stop scoring goals. Uh, but the Stars have looked really strong so far. I do think that if they run into Las Vegas, that Vegas will win that series. I would say they'll be minus 200 to win that series if Vegas advances and Dallas advances. So um, you could sell high in the Stars right now for sure. Their odds range from 6-1 to one to 8-1 to one to win the Cup currently. Um so you're looking at, you know, if you price it at five to one, let's just say for easy numbers, that's worth two grand. So, um, you know, I just, I don't see them advancing past Vegas. And frankly, I'm not sure they advance past Colorado. Yep. Definitely something to think about. Although they do catch a break with Colorado losing its number one goaltender in the series and stuff like that can always kind of change things. Um, hockey, yeah. hockey's been hot. You, you, hockey's been hot though. You were telling us, right? I mean, you guys sold a big flyers ticket, right? I mean, they're in uh, in a dog fight with the Islanders in the conference semis in the East, but it sounds like there's a lot of good action. If you're into hockey at prop swap. Yeah, I mean, we sold a $3,000 ticket on the Flyers to win the East yesterday. Uh, that was original odds of 30 to 1. Uh, the buyer just picked up 3 to 1 odds. That's about what they are in every casino, maybe plus 250. Um, sold a giant Islanders ticket. He got the Islanders at 50 to 1 to win the Cup. Uh, their odds now are down to around 8 to 1. Um, I mean, we're we're selling a ton of hockey tickets. I'm, I'm shocked at how popular it's been. I like the Flyers. I mean, I I had the uh, uh, Flyers the other night, but the thing that disturbed me about them, they're up three to nothing to the Islanders, and I sort of like the Islanders at the odds you just gave. But uh, the guy sold. Did he sell the Flyers ticket to Prop Swap after they almost blew that game in overtime? Yes. 
Yeah, I knew a- that after they almost blew that when they were up three zero. Correct. Yeah, because he got scared. He says, "You know what? If they're going to give up a three to nothing lead, he's going to get some money while he can." I- I'm with. I- I'm sort of. I'd be like. I'm not a coward too much at things, but when it comes to this type of thing, I'd probably turn into Dallas thing after. Yeah. I probably would turn into Dallas thing I now totally and get agree. some substantial money. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. I mean, the question is, if the Stars go to the Stanley Cup, would you be hedging? Right. Mm. And if the answer to that question is yes, if you're agreeing to hedge, Sell it. then hedging with us now makes a ton of sense. Like yeah. you give you a $2,000 check in your pocket. Um, yep. But if you're going to hedge, the max that ticket's worth is 5K, right? So say it collects 10 grand and you're going to hedge on the other side and let's say the Bruins advance to the Stanley Cup, you would bet five grand on Boston. So then that means you're out 5K. So your max bet, if you were going to hedge in the Cup, is five grand. Taking 2K from us right now when they're up two to one seems reasonable. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. How about golf, too, this weekend, Luke? It's always fun. We talk every week about all the golf stuff. Mike has gotten so into, you know, these daily matchups, and you've told us for weeks about all the action that happens Saturday and Sunday at PropSwap with golf, and you got such a great field now because it's only the the top 70, obviously, here uh, outside of Chicago at Olympia at the BMW. So you you really have the best of the best, and, and these can be fun weekends. Yeah, yeah, I would say the the largest quantity of tickets that we're selling right now is golf. Um, the the dollar value is highest in NBA and NHL, but um, the quantity of tickets. I mean, we're selling hundreds of golf tickets every weekend. It's the best. Very busy. Absolutely. All right, Luke. A pleasure as always, buddy. Have a Take great care, weekend. Luke. We'll talk to you next Friday. Luke. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Carmen. Have See a good weekend. There he is, Luke oh. Perkandy oh. from Prop Swap. Luke and Ian started Prop Swap, and it's a good you can thing. rely on the golfers. Y- yeah. They're going to be there. You know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're playing. Listen, no matter what, their rollout's been pretty good too. Going all the way back oh. to when they started. Remember, they had a couple of early COVID scares. They handled it the right way. You had guys that weren't even testing positive but were exposed to someone that was. Remember Brooks Kepka that second yep. or third tournament, right? Is I think uh, his caddy tested and he said, you know what, I'm going to skip this weekend. Like You had guys handling it the right way, Mike, and they, the golf has really pulled it off Major quite League, successfully. Major League Baseball's clean. They tested clean today, and my mother can't get into a church without making a reservation. What's going on over here? You do here? have to make a reservation to get into church. It's crazy. Right. I mean, I mean, uh, you know what? You're seeing what's going on. Hopefully, everything will be back to normal. But I mean, soon, I, I, sooner or later, everybody's got to get out and go back to work. We got to see people in the stands. Uh, you, you know, I, I'll tell you right now. Don't ever tell me there's no fake crowd noise again when there's crowds. Like in Atlanta years ago, they go. Boy, it's really loud here, and there's like 70,000 here, but it, it sounds like there's 130. Well, they would never pipe in crowd noise. That's all I hear now. That's all we piped hear. in crowd noise. And you got to admit, it sounds realistic. Well, where did he just come up with it? It sounds like to me they had it in the left door of the, of the desk. Didn't pull, they, out, pull out the CD with the crowd noise. Weren't people please. always accusing the Vikings of doing that in the old Metrodome, And Atlanta, Atlanta. The Vikings. Yeah. Oh, with Ditka. Yeah. They, they, all of a sudden there'd be like nobody in the stadium. They probably, they cranked it up and the bears used to have to get, you know, at Lake Forest, they would go in the bubble or, or, well, they didn't have a bubble. They probably had McMahon pull his uh, band <laughs> with the big speakers in the back and play loud music. You know what I mean? Uh, a couple more notes on the NHL playoffs, Mike. Um, so yeah, we've got, you know, we talked a little with Luke about, should you sell on the stars now? I have that stars ticket. Uh, to I win love it. it. I, what are you going to do? Well, I can't sell it on PropSwap because oh, it's not can. a Vegas ticket, but I'm I, at some point we'll see her. I probably would hedge. How much know. would you sell it for? 
Um, How I much mean, would you want for it? I'd want... Because I might buy it from you. I mean, what would be smart? Do that I, would cost would, a would I, would I cash in for at least half of it? Wouldn't I have to, Mike? If I got, if I stand to win twelve hundred bucks on that bet, yeah, the smart thing to do is you got to cash in at least half but of it. But if they right? get that far to the finals, that's when that. And will listen, happen. I'm still not convinced they'll beat uh, Colorado. Look, the Avs are are still great. Now the Avs have two key injuries here. They're missing a couple of guys. I have and, no idea. Well, and they they're missing their goalie. Philip Grubauer got hurt. So get out of here. Yes. So they're playing with a backup, <laughs> and that that's helped the Stars take this lead. They are now minus 135 to win the series after being a dog when the series started. If you think Colorado's going to rally, you're going to get them at plus 115 right now. So that, I don't even know these guys. The Flyers the other night, I'm cursing them out. Yeah. And I don't even know one of their guys' names. The last time I knew the names of these guys, Bobby Clark was on the Flyers. I mean, I go by the system. The system gave me that game, but I was surprised how the Islanders came back. And if you got an Islanders ticket... Man, hang on too. They don't come. I mean, what's the what's the what's the line in that one right now? What's that? What the, you know, there a lot of the lines still have not been posted. But what are of, they in the series right that now? That series is tied at one now. That's all, that's the you know the Islanders are eight and three in the bubble, Mike. That's only the third that time they've lost. That guy was smart to get rid of the Flyers ticket, which means only oh, one thing. Oh, no, no doubt. Which means only one thing: they're going all the way. They're going to all the way, yeah. Like the old Broad Street Bullies. Speaking of, yeah, that, speaking like of Dave Bobby Schultz Clark. and the boys. Yeah. Exactly, they're going to go all the way. The now. hammer. Now the Islanders are tough, and it's funny because usually you wouldn't think they're they're not a team built to rally from a three goal deficit. They're a team that that hits you Listen. in the mouth, takes a lead, and then can just grind defensively and wear you out and win a game that way. So the last time I ever paid attention to the Islanders, Al Arbor was their coach. That's how long ago. That's how, and they and they played. Billy in, Smith was between the pipes. Billy Smith. Was between the the pipes? Are you kidding me? I mean, they've always been the the, the stepchild. Always, in, in, always. But I guess they're getting a new arena by that, Belmont Park. That's what they said. Yeah, were they even a stepchild? Like you know, like with the the you're old. They enough, were a stepchild. With the bossy uh, Felix Potvin, Bill. Uh, well, they Smith were great years. teams. Oh, they were phenomenal, right? But, and, and and that was at that point. But then after that, they had problems with ownership yeah. and everything else. The Islanders have been. I mean, for a while there, they were the, one of the great franchises in America, in and row. now they've been forgotten. Forgive right. me, I think I said Felix Potvin, the other Potvin, Dennis Potvin for Dennis those great Potvin. Islanders teams. Yeah, and, yep. uh, and, and uh, uh, Brian Trottier, I mean, so many great I mean, players. they're really, uh, I mean, how big is Long Island? I don't know. Yeah. There's like there's like a million people out there, aren't they? I mean, it's yeah. you know. It, it's, oh, sorry, I had it like it was Green Bay. They were the hockey. I know. Green Bay. I don't know. I don't no, know. No, you know, it's Green Bay, like Winnipeg. Yes, Winnipeg. Yeah, for sure. You know, they got one landing strip. Yeah. You know, it's like Mystery Alaska. Yes, exactly. They fly it. They should have an outdoor arena. They got like sixteen thousand seats in that stadium. Everybody, the whole town goes to the game. Right. They got ten out. people left just well, watching the streets. When we come back, Mike and I are going to talk a little NFL. We'll go over uh, an updated, yeah. very t- up to the minute NFL MVP odds. We'll talk about that. A look at some of the win totals too. We're just two weeks away, and the season actually starts two weeks from last night. We're inside of two weeks we to hope. the start of the NFL season, and we hope and. Potentially some news on a Big Ten season being played before the spring. We'll talk about. You mean about, they're going to grow some? Well, they might. We're going to talk okay. about all that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. It's the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Inside the Odds Couple on this Friday night, it's Carmen Falco and Mike North. We're presented by Opslop. By the way, yes. Wikipedia, Al Arbor, look it up. A L L 
Arbor. A R. I think B O U R. I think that's right. My God. Yes. The dynasty that is uh, like lost in time. You know. Nobody <laughs> even talks about it. New York Islanders four straight. Every, uh, that's right. Every Friday night, Mike and I give you the odds couple. We talk sports gambling. When we're yep. done, the podcast will be up on the ESPN Chicago app. So if you ever miss anything, you can catch up there. There's some news early in the day today, Mike, that uh, the Big Ten coaches are still working on formulating a plan which would see them play before the spring, maybe starting an eight-game season the weekend of Thanksgiving, instead of ending with Michigan, Ohio State, maybe we start with Michigan, Ohio State Thanksgiving weekend. That could happen. You know, I don't know who the new guy is because I had a couple wars with the old guy, Delaney. Yes, Jim Delaney. Jimmy's a good guy, but I had a few wars with him. Uh, but I will tell you this. This is one of the big acts of cowardice I've ever seen. I'm hearing that a lot of the athletic directors were deprived. I guess the chancellors or presidents were told we're getting we're not getting anything concrete on that. It just seems like the panic button was pushed early. This guy's uh, over his skis because he's new, and I think that he panicked because now with other people playing, especially with one of the head coach's sons playing for Mississippi State and being allowed to, it just is a bad look right now, Carm. It really is. If the other conferences pulled off successfully and, yes. they, and they don't play, are they going to regret it? Or they have to live with their decision now, I guess. And Can just... you imagine being all the kids? And I heard today Brad Biggs on Twitter I saw today, and he said, I don't want to get into politics, but you got to feel bad for the high school seniors. Oh, for sure. For Come sure. on. No doubt Absolutely. about it. I mean, college, uh, high school football should have been starting this weekend. No, you're absolutely right. I saw, I saw Biggsy tweet that. Yep. You know, the one thing that you that you worry about, and, and like, I totally understand that the health and safety of the players should be important. But um, if if they get to a point where the other conferences pull it off successfully and they yeah. second guess themselves, you look bad. and it co- and it costs other sports to have to break up because they can't fund them anymore, it's very unfortunate. You know, yep. I mean, that's one of the consequences here is that uh, these schools really only survive in terms of their athletic budgets on the uh, on the football. Department. I mean, that's it, Mike. It's like eighty five. Well, you don't of think that they would ever close down Northwestern's journalism department if they don't play football, do you? No, but they could well, because ninety percent of ninety uh, percent of the media wouldn't be working in the media. But you now. know what would suck if they have to close down the tennis team or the golf team yes. or women's you know what like whatever. Do they I mean, have like, a kayaking team? They, I don't know, but if they I'd did, like, if they do, they should. It would it would suck for the kids that can't kayak yes. anymore. I mean, that, that's I'm the with truth. It. I'm with you 100%. It's a hard it was, thing. It's too hasty. It's you crazy. got And it's kids. And you know what? You, you do what everybody else is doing. In-house, you take their temperatures. You do what you got to do. And I mean, I said even with golf, I said they should have played the Masters. And they should have been playing all this stuff all along. I thought they missed an opportunity. Now they picked it up. And everybody's running for the hills for various reasons. So, uh, you know what? I just think the Big Ten, while other conferences are going to play, they may turn out the hero, but I think they're going to turn out the go. And maybe they'll come back and play eight games starting around Thanksgiving. That'd be a holiday treat through the holiday season if the Big Ten does return to action, if the SEC is pulling it off successfully, and if the Big 12 and the I ACC just got to ask you a question. If they don't play this year and this thing, we don't have a vaccine or anything, so next year nobody's going to play again, right? Is this how this thing's supposed to work? Can't imagine they go two years without it. Well, they, yeah, and if they don't cure it, you got to go out and do what you were you should have done anyway. I, I I know people don't like the herd mentality, but I don't want somebody telling me 
Two years from now, $50 million are st- aren't still working, and there's millions of uh, businesses closed down. If That's you have awful. to skip another college football season in the oh. Big Ten, you could forget about it. I mean, they'll, they'll you know, you're not going to have an athletics right? department. Le- well, they, w- they just simply wouldn't. And I don't know how they could possibly play in the spring. I just don't, I don't think it's feasible. You're not going to have your best talent. You're going to have... Uh, you know the the every kid in the Big Ten, any any they're going to lose scholarships. Any prospect that is going to be drafted in the let's say the first three rounds from the Big Ten, there's no way that player is going to play in the spring. Well, they, wait they a can't minute. afford to. If you're Michigan after a kid, and and also Alabama's after the kid, and the SEC's playing, right. and the Big Ten isn't, and that's where where you the, going? That's where the coaches are worried about. Where are you? Well, they should. Yeah. You're cutting off supply to to one of the prestigious, most prestigious leagues in college football, yeah, and, you're, and you're letting kids walk to other uh, leagues because they're going to play. I mean, come on. We'll see if the uh, Big Ten can do something with this, but that was the yep. latest report today, and we'll keep everybody uh, up to date and in the loop as we go forward on what we hear about. Maybe a Big Ten season starting around Thanksgiving. The NFL is going to start in a couple of weeks. We're uh, inside of two weeks. For that Thursday nighter for the opener between Houston and uh, Kansas City. And then uh, two weeks from this Sunday, the rest of the league will kick off. How's Miami playing with a crowd in Chicago not? Well, Miami's this is been... Just a, this is just another another example of, okay, is it a pandemic well, or... It's, it's political. <laughs> yeah, is it a pandemic or not? I mean, it, it, people don't seem too concerned about dying. Miami has been very aggressive and progressive, I guess you'd say, and like figuring out a plan to put a limited number of people in that stadium. Yeah, there are going to be certain games. 13,000. Something like that. There are going to be games uh, with fans in the stands. As far as your updated NFL MVP odds, Patrick Mahomes, who was the MVP two years ago, is now the betting favorite at 4-1. to one. The reigning MVP, Lamar Jackson, is 6-1. to one. And Russell Wilson, who I think is a good pick, but his odds have gone down, also 6-1. to one. Then you have a big jump, Mike. Then you go all the way to 20-1. to one. That's where you're going to find Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson. Where's Trubisky? Uh, he wasn't even on my sheet. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, last year he was like 14-1 to one or something stupid. Okay. Well, I think you'll get good money on him. I think you'll get good numbers on him. If the Bears could get some short fields, I think you'll be all right. But I guess the first thing he's got to do is win the starting job. He's got to win the starting job, exactly. (laughs) The only guy I know, I go, hey, how do you like this organization? We've never, we've only had like three, four good quarterbacks in like 100 years. Uh, Right. But you're 20, you got 20 more touchdowns and interceptions. You're thrown for 8,500 yards, but you weren't drafted. You were drafted ahead of Watson and, and, and Mahomes. So that's really. The whole gist here, S. Carbon has told us, which really sticks to your cross still, no uh, doubt about sure it. it does a little bit, yeah. How you liking the It'd competition be- so far? Because I know the guys, by the way they write, uh, and they're very good writers, but one day by Foles, one good day by Foles. A day and a I, half. <laughs> yeah, they go, oh, Foles had a huge day. And then I look up columns that they wrote about the quarterback situation, and then you read that they like Foles. He- here, you know what I mean? Here's an interesting study in psychology, Mike. Like, if if Mahomes and Watson weren't as good and great as they are, Trubisky would w- be pretty damn good. Would pick. we be as down on no. Trubisky? No, not Probably with the numbers not. he's got. We wouldn't be clamoring for a three interception, ninety-seven yard, 
last game quarterback that fell on his face as a free agent in Jacksonville. That doesn't mean he can't come and get it done here. But this sort of reminds me, and I know you don't like to talk about this. You dodged this with me. I, I will be in the hallway. I'll go, Karen, please, yeah. let's talk about this. I can't. i got to use the bathroom, or I can't. I'm going to. It, it sort of reminds you of the Grandel McCann thing. Yeah, by the so, way, the Grandal, did you see the, the the weekend Grandal had last week? Yeah, he's doing better. He's great. But, yeah, but you know what? Unfortunately, there were eight other players that had better weekends. <laughs> I mean, Abreu went nuts. Yeah. McCann is having a good year. I don't he want, is having a good year, no and doubt. That's, but does it? It sort of reminds me. Foles, Cutler, Grandel. I've always Here, said it. Here's it's, why it's different. The Sox can thrive with... Without him. With, no, I was going to say the Sox can... You can keep both. The White Sox have, like, the deepest catching in the, the league right now. Yeah, but right you're going to lose one unless uh, you give them an extension. Well, right, yeah. I mean, you have to approach McCann, and you'd say, like, listen. I'd give it to him at, at the All-Star, or not the All-Star break. I'd give it to him right at the now. end of this year. Talk yeah. to him right now. Talk to him right now, and then maybe, then you could use one of them as a piece if you want. You never you, know. That's true. That's very true. You know? I mean, I don't think that's crazy, Mike. You, you to approach I feel McCann, bad for Collins. Um, he's kind of like the odd man out. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I feel bad for him. I, and it just go. I mean, if you're going to draft catchers, number one, why you, you just want him to get an opportunity? And if anybody thinks Collins has had a fair opportunity, yeah, uh, then you rolled the then you didn't ride the bench. You know, because yeah, think, that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's probably going to need a different organization. He'll yeah. get his chance somewhere else. I think you're right about. Well, that. you know, who's still playing. Tyler Flowers. It's amazing, you know, isn't it? With Atlanta, and he's not bad. And he's not bad at all. I, I yell at the TV, why didn't you look this good with us? Good question. Right? I often wonder the same thing. I'm like, telling you, the, the guy hits overs, <laughs> the guy coaxes walks. He never coaxed a walk in his life. It's unbelievable. It is. All right, we'll uh, give you a few NFL win totals, our best plays, and, of course, Jim Miller. Jimmy! He's got ponies when we come back next. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North. On ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6. With a replay Saturday morning at 8. On ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this Friday night, it's Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. We're The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap, and we're joined... As always, by our guy from Hawthorne Racecourse, the Galloping Gent. He is at Hawthorne Jim on Twitter. He is the one, the only Jim Miller. Jimmy! He had another winner last weekend. Okay. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, guys. We're just getting rolling now. We're the, the Derby's a week away. Now we got to start getting winners and build that bankroll for Derby. So do we know, is, is the post draw is going to be at some point next week, right, Jimmy? Right. And yep, early we, next week. So we'll have the full field for you for the, for the show. And it's right. interesting because. You know Tiz the Law is going to be in there, and you know Tiz the Law is going to be the heavy favorite. We don't know who the 19 others that are going to be in the gate are. There's some saying we may go there, we may go to the Pat Day Mile, we may skip the race. I think they'll find 20 horses. I just don't know who the 20 horses are going to be. Hmm. Why would yeah, they skip well, the Derby? It's crazy. Hmm. Oh, if they skip the Derby after all, they've been everybody's pulling off everything else. By the way, Jimmy, we had the little name situation. What was the yes. name of that horse? Swiss, Swiss Skydiver. Yeah, and we I got into this discussion, and you promised me you would do some research about how these horses get their names. So this horse, Swiss Skydiver, the owner of this horse, received a video call from his granddaughter one morning that he was woken up to, and it was a video of her skydiving by the Swiss Alps. Mm, so that's wow. what he was woken up to. She didn't tell him ahead of time. 
but he's always named horses after his grandkids. So that's how this the name of this horse originated was based on a video of his granddaughter that she woke him up with mid skydiving. I mean, really think about that, Carb. I mean, if it was for me, if I named a horse Swiss, Swiss skydiver, that basically meant I had a Swiss cheese sandwich on a plane. That's what I, would <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, come on, not that's actually good. skydiving by the Alps. No. That's that's crazy. Yeah, Skydiving by the Alps. Um, so yeah, a, a week away, like Jimmy said, uh, why would a horses not want to race in the Derby, though, Jimmy? What would you, be you the, know, uh, the motive there? You, you know what? There's all the pomp and circumstance around the Derby. There's racing in front of 110,000 people, and that's taken away a little bit this year because there's no spectators. So then you're running into, okay, we have a $2 million race. You can say I ran in the Derby. But if you don't think you can beat a horse like Tis the Law, who's probably going to be an even money favorite in the Kentucky Derby, despite how many horses are in there, then you just have to make that determination. Okay, am I just wasting a race for my racehorse, or do I truly think I have a chance to finish second through fifth, make some money, and then build off that? And I think that's kind of the options that a lot of people are weighing. You have maybe four or five horses that really could step up and possibly pose a little bit of a threat, but you tend to wonder if the next 15 horses are just kind of filling out a field. All right, well, next Friday we'll have a full breakdown of uh, Kentucky Derby Saturday, yep. which still sounds weird to say considering we'll be uh, into September, but it is what it is in 2020. Let's get some horses for this weekend, Jimmy. What do we like? Yeah, we got horses coming up on Saturday, and two of them at Saratoga, one at Del Mar. So we're going to start at Saratoga, race eight, the $300,000 forego stake, seven-eighths on the dirt, Look to the three-horse, Lexitonian. This is a horse that rallied late in the grade one Bing Crosby last out. Gets a ton of pace to chase. Should be flying in the lane. And this is a horse that I like, and you can bet that one across the board. Then go to race nine, the half-million-dollar sword dancer, mile and a half on the turf. The eight-horse Sadler's Joy is rounding back into form. This horse crossed the wire first in its last start. Got disqualified, though, out of that race. Going to raid off the pace, run on late. Just needs to run straight in the lane, and I think the horse will be very tough. And then go to Del Mar, race number 10, the $150,000 Pat O'Brien stakes. The one horse, law-abiding citizen, has speed, gets the inside. It's another horse that comes out of the Bing Crosby in the last. So you know if Lexitonian runs well earlier in the day, law-abiding citizen should too. And I think that's a horse that will be very tough in race 10 at Del Mar. All right, two at Saratoga, the eighth race, the three horse, bet it across the board. The ninth race, the eight horse, and then at Del Mar, the tenth race, the number one. Got it right? That's right. Let's get some more money, boy. Sounds good. We'll talk to you next week, Jimmy. Thanks. All right. You got it, guys. Take care. See you, buddy. There he is, Jim. Jimmy! Jimmy! That's our guy, the galloping Jen. Hit him up on Twitter. He's always great. At I was going to ask him how Sword Jen. Dancer got his name. Forget uh, about yeah, it. Well, that's a story for a different Yeah, guy. forget about it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, win total for the Bears. Yeah. Hanging steady at around eight. What do we think as we're just two weeks away from the opener, Mike? I don't see it changing right now. I don't. You cannot. Look, you can't make a move until you find out who the quarterback is. Yeah. I don't care how sharp you think you are. To me, I think if you make Foles the quarterback the first day and he craps the bed, you took two quarterbacks out. That's the only reason I think Trubisky should start. And if he craps the bed, then it makes it easier for Foles to walk in. Mm. That being said... I'm, I, I think it could land on the number if I was going to lean yeah. nine. I hope nine and go the over. I think if everything goes right and if the offense can do yep. a little bit more, I think you know the I think nine is very doable for the yeah. Bears. 
Or uh, I hope dead. And if if you if you're going over, you're getting plus one hundred five. This will tell you what Vegas thinks. The way they've uh, got the action lined up here, right. under the eight is minus one thirty five. So wow, yeah, I know that's not good. Because Doesn't bode for well. Folks that don't know, you put one hundred thirty five down to win a hundred. That would mean you're stepping out and betting more money to win less on what Vegas thinks is going to happen, that they're going to go under right yep, now. Exactly right. So. But those change throughout the season, although if you buy a bet at the beginning of the season, you, they stick with it. You stick with that, yep. absolutely. We got now one final NASCAR race this weekend, Mike. Who did your before, before we go to the playoffs, yeah, the Coke 0400 from, Day, uh, from Daytona. Uh, Yurko, I think, likes Kevin Harvick a little bit in this one. He's 12-1, to 1, and why one not? One of the great picks of all time. Kevin Harvick and Brad Keselowski, uh, who's 10-1, to 1, by the way, in the race, the two of them have combined to win four races in August, so they've done very well. Chase Elliott won at Daytona a few weeks ago, but don't get too excited about that if you're looking for uh, you know horses for courses kind of thing because that was on the road course the last time they were at Daytona. I'll just give you this nugget going into the weekend. Joe Gibbs Racing has won three of the last four races at Daytona. And your three guys in Joe Gibbs Racing this weekend, Denny Hamlin at 9-1, to one, Kyle Busch at 14-1, to one, and Eric Jones at 30-1, to one, all worth a little bit of a look. Maybe Kyle Busch at 14-1. to one. That's the way I'm going to go for uh, the weekend at That's Daytona. That's why. Look at you stepping out. There we go. And what else? Do we got any best plays for the weekend? Yeah, like? I think, you know what? I, I already, I'm going to go one today, Carl. Okay. Uh, because, uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know if they're going to play. I right. mean, I, at the last minute, the show that the Mets put on yesterday, hey, oh. let's all run out to the baseline and, and, and show everybody how, how we're going to do this. Uh, you know what? Uh, it left a lot for me to be desired. I understand what they're trying to do. But I'm going to take the Houston Astros tonight, minus 115. Uh, it's an 8-10 game against the red-hot Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm going to take Houston in that ball game. Uh, there's a couple other games I like, but that's the one I'm really going to go with. I'm only going one this week. Last week I went more, but there's too, you know, there's too much unsureness right now for me. My best advice for the weekend would be to uh, play the over in the Stars Avs game, and you know they've been setting that around five and a half. And, You're like uh, the owner of the Stars. Now. I know, I know. I keep wondering when Vegas is going to adjust. Maybe it's this weekend when we see some totals. It could be six, yep. but I'll just tell everybody. Yep. Dallas is seven four and one to the over in the bubble nice. and so far in these three games in this series i mean they're setting these totals at five and a half a game in the three games the two teams have scored 25 goals mike i mean all three have gone over i know they're playing fast they're playing wide open you got a backup goalie on one end so i like uh you know if you're in the five and a half six range i still like the over in the stars avs game number four this weekend all right so so we got houston in baseball minus 115 and we got uh carbon defalcos Dallas Stars, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's right. My Dallas Stars <laughs> That's for it, a babe. few more weeks anyway. We'll That's see. it. Thank you to Tyler Rocky and Sean Davis, Tyler. as always, for helping out. Great work. Sean. Thanks to Randy Merkin, and we wish Randy all the best with some yeah, things going on uh, at home right now. But hopefully Randy's back next weekend. Thanks to Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy. That's Ooh. right. And we'll be back next Friday getting you set for the long Labor Day weekend, talking about the Derby. We'll be previewing a full slate of NFL action as we get ready to roll into week one in the National Football League. It's going to be great. Mike, have a great weekend, and we'll you see too, you next Carm. week. So long, everybody. For Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. So long. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.